Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. This is a podcast focused on the Radiant Black series, as well as all things Massiverse. Today, I'm joined by my friends and my fellow co-hosts, Addy, Charlie, and Matt. How's everybody? Doing great. It's been, uh, once again, a full week of Massiverse. Excited to get into Rogue Sun. It's getting closer and closer to Supermassive, so you got a good few months coming up. And no one, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm uh, do- doing good here too. Uh, yeah, re- really big issue leading up. Uh, things just keep feeling like just bigger and stakes are getting bigger. But no, I was uh, telling these guys backstage, kind of just basketball all-star weekend this weekend. So I've just been watching all those festivities and stuff. And then I got Monday off. Uh, we got a long weekend here in Ontario. Um, and, and I wasn't sure, do you guys get Monday off bash as well? Like in, uh, I have Monday off. Oh, okay. Yeah, we because yeah. we have like fan, we have family day. I wasn't sure if that was just an Ontario thing or a Canada. Yeah, thing, it's but here, yeah, but it's so. not in Quebec because we were talking about it at work, and <laughs> our friend who was the one person that was in Quebec was like, they didn't have that holiday, so they're still going yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. But no, yeah, excited for that long weekend. So yeah, uh, kind of excited to talk talk this big one with you guys. Uh, how are you doing, Matt? Pretty good. Uh, Ray and Matt here in your ear. Excited for this Rogue Sunday. We're celebrating. That's when we're recording it. And you have a one in seven chance of celebrating it, too. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the cards are in your favor. And uh, we're talking Rogue Sun. I'm excited. A lot of new characters here, a lot of uh, developments and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, excited to get into it. Definitely a great issue. And it's been a treat. Like, uh, we've talked about before on the Massiverse how not only has this universe introduced us to several new talented artists from all around the world but also they take shifts you know they have uh, like uh, substitute artists for when the main artist of the series needs to take a break or is too overwhelmed and in this case uh we've had Barker Ren on art duties and he's incredible but we've also had uh had Luana Vecchio on on cover duties for the for the last like two or three issues and that's been a, a delight so Massiverse really continues to impress but before we dive into this issue of rogue sun there's actually some really cool news in the massiverse today and um one of them is just a quick reminder that radiant black number 24 put in your black light uh pre-orders if you want the black light edition and trust me when i say you want the black light edition if you had to go with any edition just go with the black light edition if you could afford it just skip the regular one in my opinion if you you know if it came to one or the other and yeah, Igor, Igor tweeted out. He, he tweeted out it's going to be even bigger and more badass than issue ten. Don't know how that's possible, but yeah, he said it's going to be even crazier. So yeah, yeah. Put your I have an idea. I have an idea of what they're doing, but it's I I don't. I have no yeah. idea, and I I'm here for it. Can't wait. Yeah. So so pre-order those books. There are not going to be many out there. People are saying they're still looking for like number ten blacklight. Just do yourself a favor. Pre-order number twenty-four blacklight. It's going to be less ordered this time around because it's not the first time the gimmick is happening so i'm just saying don't miss out the other piece of awesome news is no one number one is on foc right now and it's actually the the final day to order will be tomorrow um today being sunday the day we're recording and hopefully the episode should be up on monday so if you catch it by then pre-order no one number one we all got a chance to read it it's really good we can't really talk about it yet but we'll have a review uh the, the, once the embargo lifts and we can actually post it up it's really good it's really good i read it like five times i don't know about you guys yeah and the foc is february 20th for people that uh, don't want to do math and like look at the date this is posted so yeah definitely get that on foc because it looks and it is incredibly ambitious so definitely check that out yeah it's so good now i i was honestly in it like just like for the story too and even though like geraldo we know he he was on it too but i was i was honestly like even shocked just like how great the book looks like throughout um so yeah i can't i really can't wait to talk about this one with you guys like just super interesting mystery and yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one with the podcast and everything and like it's gonna be interesting like how like it's actually on that date like it's releasing on the date so i'm curious how that's gonna kind of be done and uh yeah just can't wait for all that we get to be a podcast talking about a podcast. So I'm hoping there's another podcast that critiques <laughs> us as we do it just for the full like inception of it all. So uh, if anyone wants to try that, I'll listen. No, man. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, there's also been a website uh, with a like a terminal, you know, a, a command prompt a terminal. And um, 
nobody's been able to crack the code yet, but nobody, we don't even know if, if it's actually live or not. I think it is, but like nobody's really said anything. It's a uh, 0011000.info. So if you want to, you know, take a stab at it, go ahead. Uh, part of the no one, of course, uh, the whole immersive uh, thing. It's it's the files. It's the website that no one was dropping the files in, apparently, according to is it Julie Page of the drop. Uh, I think that's the name. But, uh, yeah, overall, very exciting stuff. Check out the trailer. They just dropped the trailer for no one. That was that was a surprise. But at this point, I mean, you know, you know, you don't know what to expect with the Masterverse. And the final piece of news regarding no one is there's there's two variants, um, exclusive variants, black market narrative exclusive covers, one by Michael Cho, really cool, and they'll be in foil, and another one by Marcel Costa, part of the retro line. I don't know if they're going to be from Stadium Comics yet. It seems like based off the way the newsletter. Has been written and might be from black market narrative themselves um just overall really cool variants so you know if you like the masterverse you want to pick up those variants uh check them out i think they're 175 print count both so they're gonna go quick the last piece of news is of course <laughs> i'm laughing because this is this is exciting everyone's been looking forward to this the last piece of news is super massive 2023 uh they just showed the covers that was really that was amazing. What did you guys think? Um, super excited, obviously, but the covers were amazing again. Um, I think uh, Stina Kulo on it this year, right? He's doing all the art. Yeah, with Walter Biamonte. Yeah, and uh, whatever preview images we saw already are also pretty cool. The only thing that is a little bit of a bummer is um, no no Infernagora, no Cassia this year in Supermassive. Even though she's in a few of the covers, but I'm pretty sure it's still going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, that's actually a, a good point to bring up. And, and I actually found it interesting, too, that she was even included on a couple covers. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess we'll see what that entails. I, I, I'd honestly even be happy with, like, just a mention or something of her. Um, just kind of just, mm -hmm. just to keep her just to keep her kind of in, in there and just to keep her presence alive kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I super excited those covers looked amazing i think we um there's a couple preview pages put out right um yeah. just like of that landing and stuff and mm -hmm. kind of uh homaging that rogue sun uh the rogue sun emerging up from the ground so that was yeah just the incredible pages and yeah the art like nikulo and monty or is it who's doing the colors actually you, you said that well the colors are by igor it is, oh, okay. Oh, wait, no, no. The colors are by Walter by Monty. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, no. Maybe. You're not working on Supermassive 2023, unfortunately. But I'm still, I'm sure it's still going to be fantastic. I mean, according at least to the solicitor. It looks, sure. yes. Yeah. It looks. It's going to be great. They did a jam piece uh, variant like last year for the cover B with Inferno go right on there, ever so small, but really nice and uh, aesthetic with her almost like in the in the, in the moon, in the cut in the gaze of the moon and everything. Uh, cool. It's really cool seeing. Like a cover with everyone's everyone drawing the, their own character. So you got Abel drawing like Rogue Sun, Marcelo yeah. drawing Reading Black, French drawing uh, Dead Lucky, and and of course Erica drawing Infernal Red. <laughs> and I think obviously Infernal Red's just there, just because they didn't want to leave her out. And and I appreciate that honestly. It's a really cool cover. Um, in terms of the the actual solicit, it says a doorway has opened. Beyond it lies the Holy Grail. Yes, that Holy Grail. But why are Radiant Black, Rogue Sun, and the Dead Lucky also desperate to get their hands on it? And who is this mysterious woman who stands in their way? So yeah, they show the woman on cover A in the back. It's it, I think I think Michael mentioned that that this has to do with the history of the Massiverse and everything. And in terms of Inferno Girl Red not being in this one, Matt mentioned Matt Groom mentioned that it's a creative choice and uh, like it's it was for it was what was best. So you know, of course, we, we trust Matt, we trust everyone in the Massiverse. So if they thought this was for this was like for the for the best, then it's for the best. So really looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to Dead Lucky making some new friends mm -hmm. and the Holy Grail. Yeah, the Grail makes me think that it's probably going to be more like Rogue Sun, like as like the core story, or what, like the MacGuffin or whatever, like the Holy Grail. See, I, I think more. I think people are like like mis 
misinterpreting all that because now it's they're all part of the same universe so they're all they all share the lore if anything. yeah but like he's more like historical kind of like hey vampires all these kind of like myths like they're real like they, even in this issue it's like vampires and stuff like that like it just seems more like we're reading black is more like sci-fi and stuff like that and there's more tech and dead lucky and stuff like that it just feels like it's more feels like it's going to lean more towards rogue send to me i don't know i guess but i'm just i don't look at it that way anymore it's like a shared universe they can do anything like if 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 like if we had shift and pyre and torrid or whatever in dead lucky you know what i mean like it's just like at this point they could do anything i don't know it's not i'm hoping they do this more so it, it doesn't seem like it's out of left field but if we're going to get super massive like every year they could be building towards something in the long run because because like last year we we assumed there was it was just like a one-time thing but if it seems like it's going to be a summer event or, or a yearly or like an annual event where they're going to bring all the characters together, then I think, you know, there's always something cool that they can do. But we'll see. We'll see whether it is like that or not. Well, kind of like what Matt was saying, wouldn't you say Supermassive last year was more related to Inferno Girl, right? Since it was like a villain from her universe that came over. Well, yeah, but like they're sharing the universe is what I'm saying. So, like, what does yeah. that matter? <laughs> like, what, what does that matter? Yeah, at the end of the day, the end of the day like, they all like, have to like, with it. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, what does that really matter? It's like if it's the Holy Grail exists, like in this universe, it exists in this, like for all of them. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah if it's it's leaning towards themes of Rogue Sun, but it's still it's still like they're still all going after it, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, either way, I'm super excited. Super massive. I mean, we're lucky we got the first one. I mean, a crossover with all these characters in like two or three years of them even existing is amazing. And, and some of them just within months or even debuting in it. Uh, it did really well in my ranking of 2022 issues in the massive verse. And we're, we're lucky as hell to have it. And, uh, you know, uh, join the Discord, by the way, guys. We don't mention it. I mean, sometimes we do, but it's great. Uh, it's really awesome to hear the creators like answer fan feedbacks. If you like the uh, letter sections of, of, uh, of these issues it's pretty much like a live version of that and you get a lot of questions like small things that might not have time to make it into those columns so it's never a bad I, time I love how like thing. every single episode matt's like we don't advertise the discord but then advertises the discord i don't know i don't yeah, know anyway but yeah moving on check out the discord it's great uh super massive 2023 pre-order that coming in may uh that's after a delay let's talk about rogue sun uh so yeah rogue sun 10 Creative team, Ryan Parrott, writer, Marco Rena, artist, Natalia Marquez, colorist, who has done some some massive verse issues before, so that's cool to see her come back. Becca Carey, letters, and Juana Vecchio, Chris Campana, art with, uh, sorry, uh, cover with Matt Mattia Yacono. That's a really cool variant. It was very hard to find. So, yeah, Rogue Sun 10 opened up with Burning Skull and uh, Tied Up bondage woman to a tree bleeding out really creepy stuff perfect for ryan parrot's skill set and we get the blackwood monster and the big introduction the formal introduction last issue we see him in the last few pages but he's unnamed and here we see him and he named he's named in all his glory all his armor it's caleb hawthorne night sun what'd you guys think yeah this is just an awesome page and like yeah we've seen it on on some covers and stuff but yeah just just seeing him in action here was was really sweet and i'm surprised we, we actually get our first kind of or kind of our our first i would say like sun pun um and i'm i'm sure we'll see a bunch from this guy i'm, I'm not i'm not going to be surprised if that's the case um but yeah um I, I i love this character and just kind of like the introduction into caleb um and yeah caleb hawthorne is his last name and he's just uh yeah he's awesome and he's uh i guess the first the first rogue son um born in the year 1365 so uh yeah what would you guys think of him he's freaking awesome it's cool i mean i always love uh, more world building that goes on and we've been speculating for a while or at least asking like what are the previous rogue sons like and he can he can dylan talk with them connect with them can they help them in some way and um now we get to find find out a little bit more that, and he's he's the first one right he's he's right now, we know, yeah 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 and people so, people yeah people so he says so making says. weird comparisons like people are like oh is this like i don't know i put generic 
random. And I'm like, Ryan Parrott already told you guys, told all of us on here and on Discord that this whole thing is is kind of based on the idea that uh, are the same themes and ideas that were explored in Immortal Iron Fist, if you haven't read that, which had like several characters like this, like showing you Iron Fist throughout different generations and like how they... Anyway, so yeah, if you're like wondering where this is from, it's from that. Nice. At first, I thought that was Finnegan Root when he just saw like the shoulder, and it kind of looked like a root growing off of this. But it's just the uh, monster of black of the black wood, which um, it kind of reminds me of some kind of like thing you get like a quest line in D and D, which is nice because we got the D and D reference later on, and D and D is applicable to this whole thing. There's so many things. We got the knight, you know what I mean? Not that there's like a knight class, but it's basically a warrior. So it's really cool to see old school with the swords and get medieval on everyone's asses here with the chopping up. Also, uh, Bondage Woman, you know, I didn't really think of her until we got the name Bondage Woman for her now. And she could very well be an ancestor to a character, maybe like a meme that's within this. I'm not going to mention the name and get, the, <laughs> you know, people after me, but we never know. I mean, she is a Catholic uh, or or Christian, but she's mentioning Heavenly Father. We don't know. So that she could be a, a Catholic, like maybe another Cath character in the future. So anyways, just put a pin in that. I'm not saying anything. But yeah, this was a great opening. I'm really liking the, the art style and like the difference, uh, you know, it fits right in. Other than the filter, I feel like every character is pretty much like on model and looks like basically the same and i have like no complaints it's a really great adaption it's not easy to fill in and it was well done yeah i like how they, they show like dylan's hand on fire that literally is like the iron fist <laughs> so that like right there that's pretty cool showing how he's he's has control of the the sun crystal it's it's interesting to see how the family dynamic has changed since dylan's become you know part of the family so to say the you know I, I feel like not only obviously we've seen over the last few issues the siblings have gotten there's been some strife because they're they have their own agenda they tried to resurrect their father hence how we got caleb and and dylan's like finally caught up to that this issue and we see the fallout of that right now were you guys surprised to see basically gwen get uh it's gwen right Ori. Ori. Why am I going Gwen? Yeah. See, were you guys surprised? She looks like, she looks like Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys see, much. you guys see, you guys see Ori get kicked out of the house, basically. And that was, I feel like I was surprised, honestly. I don't know. It's it's a long time coming. She's been, she's been pretty bad recently with the, starting with Demonica and then trying to steal the stone. And like, she's been scheming since. Uh, Dylan became her son. She she needs some um, repercussions or consequences right now. I think she had it coming. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Can't you like be like? Can't you just do drugs or something like a normal teenager? Like, come on, like, <laughs> like, like these spells. Like messing with the undead is not is not kosher. Also, before I forget, I like how Night Sun has a different design. So does every Rogue Sun get like a different design? You'll notice like the mask itself yeah. is different, stuff like that. So that's really cool. I know Dylan's and Marcus's suits. I'm pretty sure are basically the same. So maybe mm -hmm. uh, it's like the modern design every like era, like they like a like a world championship, they update the look of it and like boxing or wrestling or something. Although maybe they just do that in wrestling. I don't know shit about boxing. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I mean, so, if we're going off the Iron Fist, then then yeah, they will. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Look maybe, yeah, it. yeah. Maybe you can have like the yeah, the ability to manipulate manipulate the suit or whatever. I mean that that is a good way to add to the, I would hope so, you know what I mean? Give give the artists uh a chance to have fun, but also uh, give the writer a good way to expand the lore aesthetically. Yeah. Yeah, know? yeah, for sure. And yeah, speaking of like just aesthetics here, like I know we've said it before, but like just when whenever Abel's not on this book, like I actually did couldn't tell for the first couple pages. You can tell almost like it's a little brighter. I find like whenever hmm. Abel's on, like the coloring's a they, little. Abel's like Shad Gordon Murphy. Yeah, like, but like he's man, like, dirty. like you know it's, what I mean? the transition is very. No, no, very I, I, I think I, I think like Rena to Abel is what Ferragato is to Costa. Like I think they're yeah. just like he he's almost identical, but like he has his own. You can see his own style a little bit. He he does make it similar so that the book has a, has a visual, it preserves this visual identity that it has, but I can tell it's because it's like like Abel's dirtier and like in terms yeah, of his sketches yeah, they're a little yeah, rougher, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's also yeah. they're clean, they're very clean. It's like it's very unique, but it's also I don't know. And what made it a little bit more obvious for me was like the faces 
the, the faces are a little less pointy. I don't know how to, how to explain them. They're a little bit more rounded. So I, I was mm-hmm. like, with Abel, they're, they look a little bit more pointy, more more stylized. So it's a clean, I mean, dirty, like love making yeah. in the shower. No, no, he's 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 like he literally is like is like a Sean Gordon Murphy type. It's really it's it's really uncanny. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And he's so good. And I I it, like I I you guys know he he did the Gotham Knights like DC uh, video game comic, yes. right? Yes, yes, yeah. So it made so much sense once I saw his art and like it made sense why they picked him because it's perfect for that. Like it's so good. It looks fantastic too. Like art artistically speaking, and it fits mm. the story and and everything well. So. Yeah, I, lo- I love Marco Rena. I, I'm genuinely impressed with like it's like like you know we talked about on Breaking Black how they have like they've gotten Farigato, they've gotten Igor, they've gotten so many people to come in and do some incredible work on different issues. And I feel like the same thing for uh, for Rogue Son. And I feel like the Dead Lucky's been the only book so far to benefit from having one, uh, one direct uh, like creative team. They've never changed on any issue. It's always mm-hmm. been the same artists, the same colorists. And that, that comes with its own uh, perks. But Rogue Sun, we've really, I, like Charlie said, we've really seen how we, we're open to different interpretations, but also how these different interpretations are so good that they manage to preserve the visual identity of the book. Well said. Uh, Dylan's hair is like red here. Is he is he actually like literally the redheaded stepchild? That's that is iconically like a bad spot to be in. Also, Ju- uh, what's what's their mother's name? Is it Juliet or Gwen? I get them mixed up. Uh, between so the uh, mom, the mom's Juliet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 um, this this mom is Juliet. The stepmom is Juliet. Cool. The mom mom is Gwen. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Um, with Juliet, like she's almost like harsh with Ori here. Like I, I got to protect the world from any more of your reckless mistakes. She could have said like, I know you want your dad back, but like let's not do crazy spells right now. You know what I mean? Like there's a better way to do it. But again, talking to a teenager and communicating with an adult and the parent, you're in very different places. And hormones are just popping off in this house. You got Dylan and Ori. And, you know, uh, Brock is probably like 12 or something like that. So it's a very time. It's a time where you're very <laughs> reckless, you know, not hitting on not hitting on our teenage listeners here. But like hormones do uh, make. But you she tried to kill him in issue two, did she? Isn't she? She did the Demonica stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So this is like her oh, mom's yeah. all up on her ass. She's like, I know what you did last seance. That's, that's <laughs> basically what it is. You know what I mean? Good point. Yeah. The Vampironica stuff, I feel like was worse. This is more like we just. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that was way worse. Yeah, so yeah, this but is it's the escalated. build up, you know what I mean? It's, exactly. Yeah, it's not yeah. it's continued behavior. It's his path of be, this she keeps doing it. So it's like, okay, stop. So she's clearly not learning to stop like doing what the magic stuff when it's it's a no-go. So it's it's tough. I mean, imagine that Juliet's just lost her husband, by the way, and she got an extra kid on top of it with half the support. Not that she wasn't kind of like the glue holding this whole family together as she was like taking care of Marcus and the kids. Now she's got another kid and I mean, technically, she just traded one kid for another because Marcus and, and Dylan are both very immature and kind of assholes get making their own mistakes. So, you know, you got to feel for Juliet here who might not have handled this perfectly, but probably the best thing to do in this situation. Maybe not wording it the best. Though. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think she did. She did good. And I think I think the way the reason she was harsh, at least based on on like these characters so far and their interactions is because clearly the the bells they have high expectations as a family you know they come from like upper class stuff like that so the mom is like very you know stern very just like straight up and i think she was harsh like in terms of her words with with uh, ori because because i think ori understands where she's coming from at least at least like at, at least based on the art like like the marco drawing her there like she's guilty but she understands almost like she, she hey. she's you know what i mean Hey, I also think she's smart enough to be self-aware that even though yeah. she's, what she's doing is wrong, she's still doing it, and she knows it's wrong. So, like, she gets. I mean, yeah, they have high IQs. These two kids, yeah, like, not, not, not Dylan, mom. yeah, but yeah. like the other two kids, they they're clearly very smart. Yeah, I was actually actually I I don't know I, I was a little surprised. It, it was funny, just like I I love the whole scene, like him just kind of exposing uh, Brock here and just like just seeing that little tear off Brock. I was I was a little surprised. I thought he was thought he was a little more hard ass. I, I think that's a cheekbone. I thought it was a tear too. I had to zoom in. I think it's just a cheekbone. Brock ain't cried over this. He, he got caught, but he's really? not like sad about it. I think right. Nah, is it thought it's so? definitely, no, it's I, definitely I, a tear, guys. It's is it? I think it's, some, yeah, I think it's yeah. supposed to be a tear, but no, I was I don't is know. It? Or maybe. I don't know. No, you could like be right. Right out of his eye. It I, is right I, out of his I, eye. I think it's gloss. No, like, I think it's just like light gloss. I, I don't Actually, think it's. No, I, I think it's a deer. I agree with Charlie. Okay, all right. We we, we I, might honestly, we might have to confirm this. I might have to. The mess way it goes it. under the eye. Well, actually, that's like the outline of his eye. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to ask. Uh, yeah. Listeners, sound off on the Discord or, or reply. Yeah, or, yeah. If, if anyone has any thoughts, because yeah, this. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, I see what you guys are talking about. It's the other. Oh, it's a tear. Yeah, yeah. But oh. but 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 I don't think he's crying because he feels guilty about it. Got I think caught. he's crying. I think he's crying because he wants his dad. Okay. Like That's like think point. about it. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. This is like this he, is his immediate. chance is fuck. Yeah, his chance. Exactly. Is like, exactly. Yeah, they have kind this of weird fucking okay. guy. All right. Now. Yeah. 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 So I, okay. I think he's, I think he's, that's just me though. I could be wrong. I don't think, he no, feels, I like that. I, like I don't that. think he feels bad about like trying I to get agree. that. 100%, I, yeah. I think he's crying because they don't, I think they fucked up their chance to get, yep. to get the they're in trouble. Market. They're in a lot of trouble and he's losing. Yeah. And they're, and they're in deep shit. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so like, and, like the way I see it, like this makes his whole, like Dylan promising to give him the stone, even though it was just like, he just said it. Probably like in his head, it's probably like he'll never ever give it to me. Now. Yeah, it puts in mean? jeopardy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we talked about the tear tear gate because I would have skipped over it. Charlie didn't like yeah. bring it up, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it sucks because like that bond for Dylan, like Dylan might be like, all right, that kid, look, he's looking out for me or whatever. It's like, no, he's not. He's sneaking in the li- he's lying to pretending to care about you so he can fuck you over, which does not help with uh, building trust in a relationship. I can tell you that. And his family is <laughs> just all drama, bro. Like that, like. Dylan oh, yeah. gets his fill of drama at home, and then he goes out and beats some shit. It's a, it's like an unhealthy cycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so next we're back with uh, the kid who is hellbent. I forget his name. Is it Bro- no, it's it's Hunter. Hunter. He, he, his name's Hunter. Hunter. Hunter? Right? Yeah, yeah, Hunter. Yeah. yeah, Hunter. So Hunter, Hunter is back trying to blackmail his way. Uh, into healing his father through uh, you know the, the the doctor and he's just no he's just being nice and giving the, bringing the guy some cash right <laughs> yeah um that's where we meet uh is it terrence yeah his friend terrence for the first time and this is this gives me kind of like shift vibes in terms of like shift organizing his his like friends right like this is helping like bringing his friends together right but yeah. they're obviously like not as smart or as resourceful. But uh, I still think it's interesting that Hellbent's like, I don't know if this is naivety or like it's too early to tell because I don't know shit about Terrence yet. But I think this is interesting. The fact that like one of his immediate uh, plans was to go basically recruit and to tell someone else, like, I'll get you power. You can be like me, you know, let's go. Yeah. yeah and he misinterprets like his father like what his dad was doing with him he's like i think my dad wanted to keep the power for himself it's like is that a lie you're telling terrence or do you really believe that your dad was keeping that for himself because it's really to keep you out of this and giving you like a, a life that you know you're not always looking over your shoulder with and uh, you know a decent moral morally decent life so that, i think that's uh, another little interesting aspect of it. yeah yeah it was kind of like for me i i actually i don't know uh, maybe you guys can recall, like, if this is the first time we've seen this, but um, kind of the way Hunter's dad was, like, kind of making it sound like he was going to school. And, like, I almost kind of had it in my head, like, this kind of this guy was kind of like a goody two shoes until kind of what happened into this situation. And then yeah, that kind of led right. him down this path. But I think this this actually shows like he was kind of on a jaded path before just kind of like hanging on trying to get his way into school but still was like obviously supplying this guy with oxy and like who who else like who knows what else so um yeah that's kind of that's kind of interesting that he kind of yeah has a little bit of a jaded past yeah uh, it, that's actually a great point and it shows maybe that like what all this time his dad spent like trying to keep him not on this path it's like maybe him being more present would have done the job you know kind of thing yeah exactly yeah, yeah I, I had that in my notes too about how it shows how it's it adds shades of gray the story how like this kid wasn't entirely innocent maybe he also is just as uh, you know pulled to the dark side as his dad is and kind of doing shady things and it could have been something just like hey maybe he got an extra bottle of pills or something like he, he like took them from his grandma or something like that or he's actually like hardcore selling a ton of drugs neither of which are good but there's like you know scale of you know how how far into the drug game and how many crimes you know how, how deep in are you where it's just like a little thing or are you really like this is your life now because he did go to school right so if you're going to university you know not that you can't still like live a shitty life and kind of be a bad person and do that but you got to think he's at least trying to go straight and do something decent i think it was like doing like mm-hmm. engineering or something not really something that's tied to the drug trade unless you're like making meth labs or something so you know i think that that's that's another interesting uh, angle yeah 
I think actually this next page is one of the most interesting pages because you see like, you know, they're back at high school and he's talking to Byron and Byron's like a little excited because he's going to go to homecoming with uh, Amanda. And that's where fucking Dylan finally apologizes because he's had clarity from breaking up with, with or not breaking up just from Vanessa. Finally, it's Vanessa, right? Finally. Yep ignoring him and everything so he's had that clarity of like oh she doesn't give a shit about him she's seeing someone else he kind of feels crappy so he 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 finally apologizes to byron for for forcing him to ask out amanda but that's when byron tells him it's been cool they've been texting and she's funny watches anime plays dnd so they you know they have some things in common but like that's where that's where Dylan's projecting his entire situation onto Byron. He's like, you got to play hard to get. Girls are girls. They're going to lure you in, but they'll leave you. And I think part of Dylan, like part of this obviously is him projecting his situation. There's obviously hints mm. of jealousy and and, and 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 he's just literally like obviously just projecting what happened to him. But also the part of it is like he's honestly I think looking out for Byron because I don't remember, if I recall uh, the Amanda has a boyfriend, does she not? like yeah yeah i think yeah 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 again yeah so so this is i think there's definitely bits of truth to what dylan's saying i think like amanda's obviously stringing this kid along and he doesn't mind of course but like i think dylan i think dylan's yeah i think it's 50 50 he's projecting but he's also like look at what happened to me you idiot like do you want that to happen to you basically I think there's benefits to both, right? I think not every situation is the same. And they show, kind of showed how like Dylan knows kind of like he's clearly jaded by just recently being burned and like not all women and not all men are going to treat you the same as whatever. You know what I mean? Not everyone's the same, but also like it's not it, while Amanda has a boyfriend, it's not a bad experience for Byron. It seems like he doesn't, uh, you know, spend a lot of time. So it's not bad to like be chatting with the sex that he's interested in and getting more familiar in those settings. Although it's kind of weird that like he kind of wants a dare and he does have a boyfriend. That's kind of shitty. But also he kind of wants to go to the dance and have a good time. There's something to be said about just enjoying a night, you know, not that, you know, cheating on your spouse, but just enjoying company with one another and like learning stuff. They're still young and mm -hmm. learning this kind of stuff. Also, Dylan's a total asshole for this apology. That wasn't cool. And I'm sorry. He does. He's not apologizing because of that. He just wants to like make it easier for him to drag him on this Koala Scare Me concert. So he's really an asshole. Oh, yeah. He's like fake apologizing. Doesn't mean it for to manipulate him further. So Dylan isn't really learning shit. He's learning it slowly, but he's still a bastard. Oh, and I think he's going to be this very slowly. Forever. The, the yeah. only thing Dylan <laughs> learned is 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 like basically is that you know, that's going to happen if you, if you do that, basically. So he's trying to avoid, but I do understand. I think more of the same is like, it, it, like, I think, I think the most funny thing is that this is all just a teenage situation. I think it's well, it's really well put together. And I think it also shows you that like when you're a teenager, it's almost like, like in the case of Byron, where you don't have that, uh, that like, uh, you know, that, uh, that sort of, interest then it, then you you almost don't care if you're like cheating <laughs> like and i think that's something that like when you're like when you're at that age you don't really think about a lot as much as mm. when you do when you're an adult yeah, so i think it, i think it's well highlighted here that just byron's like dude just like fuck it let me go you know <laughs> like let me i don't care if it's like we're doing all the sketchy shit i just want to feel good and i think there's something like hedonistic at the core of that that's like that's funny and it's just like it's authentic and they're talking about yeah. stuff they enjoy, not like playing a new scheme. Like that's all they do with Dale is like, hey, so I got this new scheme, or hey, can I have your homework? With them, they have stuff in common. They actually have mutual interests that we, that we don't know. If they have anything in common, Dylan and and um, guy that's not Reggie, but I think is Reggie. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, Byron. There we go. <laughs> and also, also, can we get back to the days when we thought that Byron was hellbent or Reggie was hellbent? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I made that. I know. I was in on the theory. Like, well, I, 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 de I, de I definitely like this. I definitely like uh, Hunter a lot better, new character. De definitely a little more believable. Um, but no, I, I just, yeah, I, I think, yeah. By Byron Byron's just... hell-bent on going to the prom with Amanda. Oh. That's what. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he he's like, I don't know. It's just like, it's good to see. He, he just, he doesn't want a friend. He just wants a friend who's just not going to yell at him and call him a piece of shit and stuff him in lockers and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I just wanted to point out, too, this uh, koala scares me a little poster in the back like that. That logo is pretty terrifying. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a that's an awesome. I think you made the tweet about uh, 
I think did you make a tweet about something about koalas, Matt? I definitely, about did. The I issue? definitely did. Yeah, and the panda. Yeah, I think I, I think I, this week. I I saw that before uh, before I read the issue. So I'm like, holy shit, are we gonna get some like demonic koalas or something? I was like, oh, but no. no <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you read my tweets, you probably just think like, oh my god, the whole issue is about that. But just like some dumb thing, you know, <laughs> I pick up like Finnegan Roots wedding is like that's like one thing that could happen, but could just be out there. So I talk about it like nonstop. You never know if it'll happen. It was awesome, and, and I did notice it when it came out. I probably wouldn't have uh, any other way, so no, I yeah. did appreciate that. This this next scene, it's always a good uh, issue of Roxanne where we got a pairing jewelry, and we're back a pairing jewelry. Uh, you know, this is like nerd paradise in terms of Easter eggs, cool lore, and everything, because there's so many cool pieces around the shop that you could see that are visible. But one cool thing is that uh, she shows she shows him a. Uh, so Dottie shows Dylan a a like a stone or something with it with a mark on it, and it looks exactly like the mark that's on that's tattooed on Swap's face. But that's when Dottie tells him it's not actually a tattoo; it's a mark called the Favor, and that's what uh, the Rogue Son has been battling for generations. So there's this some deep lore here, almost like some origin level lore. Uh, so there's other worlds, realms, realities, whatever you call it. That's what she's telling him. And that's where we get a big, big, big cameo. Big cameo, only by name. But she says, one of them is controlled by a creature called Morningstar. And this is his hand. So I think that's the cameo of Morningstar, who's the big, one of it's the big, be a big villains. Bad. He's yep. the, the devil. The devil's named after him. There's no bigger mm-hmm. like buildup than that. Also, the mark, yeah, the mark's called the favor. So obviously, you're in debt, doing a favor for the devil, deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. Those kind of elements. So I, I can't wait to see Mephisto. What yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. Uh, no, it's always. it's Ralph Boner confirmed in this or whatever. But no, uh, <laughs> I'm interested to see where this is going because we got that, and he's looking for the quill, and it's always a cool time in the. Uh, in the the uh, Perrine jewelry because we get like the the panda stuff teased. Uh, what, what's... <laughs> yeah, it's be, yeah. Speaking of demonic koalas, we're gonna we're, we could get a panda. Like, I literally what... never noticed the panda the first. Week. No, I just <laughs> noticed that like literally five minutes ago. I was, oh, my God. <laughs> that is that is amazing. Ryan, yeah. what are you cooking up, man? <laughs> you know I'm not gonna shut up about this ever. You know this is my life now, and he's got like a mark on his eye. Like this panda looks pissed. If I want a panda, like the introduction, if he doesn't like fall down like a slide because they're so clumsy, and like we're trying to do like a monologue. Oh my god, I'm there. But no, no, we're talking about the devil now. We should be talking about the devil, not the evil satanic panda. But this is cool. This is a good reveal. The favor we got the mark, so we're finally you know, getting you just, like uh, you, you distracted me. Now we're on a tangent. So quick tangent. We should go read Chicken Devil by Brian Buccioletto. Uh, he's the one of the writers on No One, the co-writer on No One with Kyle. Dude, that mm. shit is good. So if you if you like this panda okay. stuff, like I'll just I'll just read I'll read the Matt Matt well, Matt was gonna buy this shit right now. Just I'll read you this 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 Alyssa. It's Mitchell Moss is about as regular as it gets. He's married with two children and co-owns a successful chain of Memphis hot chicken restaurants. It's not the life that screams here of a vigilante until he discovers that his business partner is in bed with the mob and owes them two million dollars. Unfortunately. Mitch is ill-equipped to be a badass. He's just a guy who makes really good chicken. Can he protect his family from cold-blooded gangsters? Absolutely not. But maybe the chicken devil can. <laughs> Dude, re- read this book. It's fucking good. <laughs> like, trust I've read the first couple of issues. This is kind of fun, man. Yeah. yeah. I read the first one. Check it out for sure. It's pretty sweet. So it's recommended yeah. for here. And, you know, you get familiar with uh, what's what talents are. He's, all, he's all, he, he wrote Flash as well. All right. I, I don't know if he wrote it or colored it. or He worked We're, we're talking icons, so though. We're talking Chicken well. Devil. I don't know why you're bringing yeah, up the it's Flash. True. You know. It's true. It's true. No, I'm just kidding. But the really Flash, so pedigree beyond chicken devil but chicken devil sweet check it out if you like apparently there's a sequel called chicken devils so so i I might have to i might have to go back and check it out that that sounds wild that sounds wild i'm sold i'm sold yeah um but but actually i i had a question um for you guys about the mark um Mm -hmm. like about the favor um like i i was kind of curious so i guess like so the mark like they, they were saying so every monster we've seen so far like all the vampires witches werewolves i guess most of these seen that's all, most of these monsters that's been trapped away Morningstar has has sent out himself like they all came from him um mm-hmm. and i don't think any of those uh, monsters or anything have the mark but it, the mark is just like for people like people he touches from art from like dylan's yeah. world right or yeah 
and they've made like okay. a pledge to him. These are just animals, probably that like warp out and just like phase on in to like mess with them, like vampires or like zombies and stuff like that. And and I like that idea. I'm glad you mentioned that. That like vampires, witches, and werewolves, like that stuff is all real on this universe. I guess Bigfoot might be. I don't know. That's up for debate because what Bigfoot's not going to hunt down people. He just wants to be left alone. So I don't think that. Also, next to Dylan's face on that panel when we're looking at the gems, it kind of looks like the abominable snowman to the top of his head. It's almost got like a little <laughs> swamp thing face, but also looks like the abominable yeah. snowman from. Uh, like the uh, claymated or the uh, what the stop motion Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer kind of deal. Just wanted to highlight. That. <laughs> yeah. So many first first cameo appearances. <laughs> no joke. Not, not not really, but maybe who knows? I mean, I'm I'm genuinely hoping at least the panda shows up because that looks genuinely like really cool. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. This yeah, is first appearance city. Yeah, also, a good chance exactly. to plug. Bash has been tweeting out the first appearances throughout the multiverse and cameos and stuff oh, like yeah. that on Twitter. So definitely yeah. check out the Radiant Black Pod for that because uh, it takes it. Do people uh, love the Easter eggs, man? The the yeah. thread for the Easter eggs. We made a thread just for Easter eggs, like just literally yeah. just Easter eggs. Like either I try not to do spoiler shit. There's some people on Twitter who just fucking spoil the entire like comic. They'll just put splash pages of like every every like I get it. Like it's like you want someone to discover the series. Mm. I, I get it, but it's just like I would hate to like spoil any big page from number ten, for example, because like yeah. I would want someone to you know really experience that experience existence. But um, no, yeah, yeah, check out those threads and stuff. We we did a lot of cool stuff and and there's some really funny things that you wouldn't expect, like the the radiant deja vu with the vomit. That was I actually like I, I remember reading that, but I but just tweeting it was so much fun. Uh, and I, it's great for yeah it's, even if you know the stuff already it's a nice reminder if there's something oh, that'll yeah. slip your mind and keep you fresh uh you know and get the the theory brain cooking yeah like i love this this pose right here it's like subliminal advertise not really but it does look like the same pose of no one in that first like page they've shown in all the previews and the preview articles and everything with the way caleb's standing yeah yeah batman pose you know um i do i, I just want to say i do really like this this uh camaraderie they've got going so far because dylan with the full tude full attitude he's not he's not like uh he he's he's giving him the, the fill right now he's telling him look i'm not looking for a dad i'm not looking for a mentor none of that shit i just want to i want the information and that's where caleb starts telling him everything he's like okay there's this place in the aviary it's being held by uh sorry the talisman's being held in the aviary by a woman called raven queen and you guys know we've been teasing this for a while. Ryan's been teasing this forever because it's in the very first page. Uh, uh, sorry, not the very first page. The very first issue of Rogue Sun, Raven Queen. You see a cameo of her in that big splash page where you see all those like future revelation things. So this yeah. has been a long time coming. Usually it's Raven Simone that sees the future, but we were all seeing the future. We just didn't even know it <laughs> when we were reading that first issue. Also, Bash, you mentioned the pose. Funnily enough, the, the one pose I noticed the most was beneath that with Dylan's pose with his hand out. He looks like Darth Vader when he's like doing the big Keith Darth Vader <laughs> stuff in Empire. Does he not? <laughs> like, and there's a lot of father talk, so it actually kind of fits. And I do like the like, good, you don't want a dad? I ain't your daddy, you know, which is like, cool. Maybe they can have a, a decent kind of bond. But also I've got a theory that it's possible that the spell, you know, uh, malfunctioned and the... Uh, Marcus, um, Caleb could just be a means for uh, the uh, the people that, that do the the life debt, the hand people, the hand clan to uh, kind yeah. of manipulate Dylan and get him to make mistakes and like get the quill or like get away into the aviary and stuff like that. So you never know. I think that's on the table. But right now, Caleb does mm -hmm. seem trustworthy. But my radar is uh, I, is up. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like I want to trust him, but there's a lot of sketchiness in the Masterverse. I do want to mm -hmm. say like someone recently said they were like, Oh, I finally noticed that like rogue son is like a double meaning because they're also a rogue son, you know, like like a son that's on their own. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I just laughed out loud because do you guys remember? I think that was like like that was one of the first questions we asked, like in the super massive interview. That was like a year and a half ago or something, a year ago. I just like I like I, I thought that I thought everybody knew that. Like it was pretty obvious, but uh yeah. Not everyone has the word brain all the time, and sometimes they need their V8 moment, but yeah, true, it, it yeah. was pretty as me, somebody yeah. looks at a title and you know that's my how my brain works. Yeah, I definitely yeah. had that in mind. But you're right. It, you know, at this point, it's yeah. it's pretty much there. Yeah, like, but um, I I love I love this line from Caleb where where I, I, honestly this this if we can, Addy, Addy, if you can like take this panel of of Dylan and remove the background, I'll make that a sticker in the Discord because it's genuinely wholesome as fuck with him just like holding his belly and laughing. 
Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. so like it's so perfect. But like the the line is also amazing. Ryan with the dialogue is always killer. So this yeah. is what Caleb says. He says, "Your father Marcus was a fine warrior who honored our mantle until his very last breath, but he was also a monumental asshole." <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I love man the, the book. The dialogue in this book is fantastic. And then you literally get a full on belly laugh from Dylan. Like he's literally hands on belly laughing like. Santa he's never Claus. been that happy. I don't think we've seen oh, him no. that happy like ever. No. Unless like Vanessa got back with him. He's he's so exactly. he's delighted because it's his own biases, his own beliefs are being said to him. Also, this could be a way that he's manipulated him because he's he's seen everything. Remember, he says he's seen through the sunstone as he's seen like the world develop and stuff like that. But it's different when you're out here. Also, freedom. He probably wants to be out more and could be traded. So, how many of the massiverse powers like? Our voyeurs during your sexy time because like does this mean that like the dead lucky can't have sex without voyeurs and like dylan can't have sex without some sort of voyeurism going on that's true <laughs> like, like isn't that fucked up like oh and, and when you think about it really black too because of the robot oh my god all the people in the master verse are never alone. On, They're never not having alone. a cat in the room is bad. That's you the know? price <laughs> you pay. That's the price you pay. You have no more privacy. You'll get That's, you'll the real get death. That's what we're talking about. That's what I had to give up. <laughs> I could powers. never be alone. You'll never be alone anymore. That's the price you pay in the master verse for superpowers. You'll never be alone. Every time you pee, every time you dream, every time you're bunching on some sort of food, just notice or just know that someone will be there watching you. And in the case of Rogue Sun, it could be like fucking hundreds what's, of what's different Rogue Suns. I'll be watching you, right? Yeah. Every step you take, every move you make. <laughs> Dude, yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Think about it. Think about it. It's like, think about like the Spider-Verse, right? Think of it like all the dead, like former Spider-Men in one reality. We're like in the, the sun crystal, like that's the equivalent here because like there's all these other rogue suns, mm. right? Now think about all these people just watching Dylan at any one given moment. That's just so, to me, that's like so hilarious. Like I don't know, like just right now, just, like the what made me laugh here was the dialogue, but I actually did another laugh when I read it the first time. I laughed like twice because I thought not only is this dialogue super funny, but like fucking Marcus is probably there watching this happen. So he's like watching them call them and call him and ask. So like, oh my god, I didn't think about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's like, yeah. he's there. Like he can't do cool. anything. But he's just. Or is like, he banished them. away? Do you think he can still watch or whatever? We we'll use this. Bro, spell. it's like the Council of Kangs, bro. It's probably like a hundred different rogue sons just sitting there laughing, like, ha ha ha, Marcus, your son just called you an asshole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah. I don't know. That that is. <laughs> that is <laughs> weird to think about, though. <laughs> like that is no, that Another is kind of weird something else to highlight um so we did get confirmation like this isn't an ancestor of dylan or at least you know i would you we don't yeah think so yeah it's, you know i don't think that's on the table right i mean it's not off the table but i feel like if it would have been announced or he would look more like them so we know that it's not like a familiar thing handed down so event at some point you know uh the marcus got it uh and then you know i don't know if it was his grandfather or not i don't think so i feel like that was just something that marcus got or maybe we i don't know if we know that yet so that's just something else on the table also I feel like by saying he's a monumental asshole, it's easy. It's you know you're saying something you know he's going to agree with and get in the good graces of Dylan, making it easier to manipulate him. And also, he's like a father figure. If you don't have a father figure or you're losing a mother figure, I feel like you know I, I'm I'm not getting this out of a psychology textbook, but I feel like you do look for uh, whatever figure fills in that void the best, whether it be like in a teacher or someone else in that kind of role. So it's easier to manipulate him or easier to grow attached quickly and get hurt. When someone doesn't mean to so i feel like we're cruising for a bruising with dylan and he might be uh trying to get it to summon his dad back by the time this is all over yeah that's no that's a good point this is like very no this is, i like i like everything that's going on in this issue there's a lot of moving parts and then and there's a lot of like parallels because if you think about it like that then like look at the difference between these two pages in the page here it's all red you have fire you have energy you have this guy pledging his allegiance and you have basically someone gaining a father role, right? The next page, you see the colors are much colder and his, his dad's yeah. life hangs in the balance. So there's almost this like, uh, there's this uh, contrast between two situations, right? Like it, on one hand, this guy just gained like a father-like figure. And on the other hand, Hunter's losing a father-like figure and he, he, he needs that guidance, which Rogue Son just got, right? point his moral compass is, is in a coma right now more or less <laughs> exactly and, yeah. and he even begins to realize that immediately right like because when his dad wakes up he's so happy to see him so he almost thinks like okay it's all worth it because my son's here and like you know this is what really matters 
but and and you see him say that he's like i appreciate you keeping an eye on me but college is more important i'm fine i promise and he says i'm not in school and that's why he showed him i tried to join the family business and that's why his dad's been like his dad literally freaks out he just tells him to get out kind of has like a meltdown almost so i thought that was very interesting son what did i tell you about doing hand jobs <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's right there. But no, it's true. I mean, this is brutal. You're in a coma. You're dealing with a fatal injury, and then your son's waking you up, and you can't even react. Your son can do his little monologue about how, hey, I know I found out about the secret you never wanted. Hey, I'm into it. Your worst fear? I'm doing that now. I'm going around, and I'm doing crime on a grand scale, and I sold my life to this guy who's been manipulating you. So terrible and amazing job by Becca Carey with the texture with how it says get out three times getting bigger and bigger and breaking out of the text box so you really feel it you feel his dad's you know emotion of like oh, yeah. fuck it's very daredevil-y too it reminds me of I'm most familiar with the movie that everyone hates for whatever Dude, that, but I don't know if this is Becca but there's a lot of cool shit that's subtle like if you look at have you guys ever played a video game where you're hearing a spirit or like some sort of like thing talk and they almost have like an echoey sound if you look at the bubbles for for Caleb, they're like red and black. They have like the rogue sun tinge, almost showing you that he's like an avatar. It's Dude, really cool. Uh, Marcus was like this too when he was really? awesome. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that that's I love that. See that that's a really good effect. And then also Becca Carey, like you said, that when he gives a Dylan the tome of Espo, and I love this whole like lore shit they do every issue. Like last time it was the cloak that they put the blanket, sorry, that they wrapped dylan in to rescue him that healed him now they got the tome i love all this shit it's really cool like one someone should like 3d print this shit one day and like you know what i mean yeah and the broken but, bell it's kind of like the family the bell family is kind of broken as well it's, mm -hmm. i don't know if that's intentional or but, not, but look at that lettering though like that effect you can feel it right when he rings the when he when he strikes the tome with the, with the little the way thing. it rises into the air yep. and everything. yeah so cool like that's that's really awesome stuff but um, I always got to say, any issue of Rogue Sun for me with dormant, where the where the dormant of the aviary appears is a fantastic issue because the dormant of the aviary is so freaking cool. And um, so with Caleb, one thing that makes me what adds to my suspicion uh, regarding the whole Caleb thing is Caleb seems to be pretty comfortable. Like he he gets the whole thing moving. He seems to know what's up. He's experienced. Yeah, this just next page, Dormon move. Yeah. We've come to bargain. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys think of this page, though? That page, that that one's like one of the most, one of the best pages in the Massiverse I've seen. Going into the aviary. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, right, but right before we get to that, I do have a quick question for you guys. Um, well, oh, first, I, like I thought it was like super interesting. Like I, like we kept asking, like, yeah, like we were talking about if it came, like down through family lineage and yeah i don't i don't think or we don't think like it, it is kind of thing but I, like it says at the beginning like the sunstone came to him through like sheer providence um like what he thought so i thought that was um super interesting but i i don't know if there's even anything to this but on the roof when he's is pledging his allegiance um one thing marcus never did um which i was just like Kind of noticing is like how he does how um this guy's able to put his armor on um and i and i don't know if marcus ever did that or was able to do that so i i don't know but i guess like with the word bubbles it still does make me think he is a spirit um so i i don't know if there's anything to that or if you guys think anything of that um but yeah i just thought that was kind of interesting um, I'd like that you mentioned that actually, because I had to Google up Google Providence because, you know, I, I didn't think he got it from Royal Island and it means it was the protective care of God, which means so if there is like a morning star, where's the, in everyone's pledging allegiance to morning star, exactly. people are pledging allegiance to Sunstone, yeah. there's got to be mm -hmm. a yeah. God or like a sun God figure, yep. right? So there's mm -hmm. got to probably got to be a physical embodiment of that going out. So that's something to keep an eye out for. And Charlie, I, I think that is interesting. Uh, well, repeat your question again, sorry. No, it was just like, I don't know if there's anything to that. Like, like uh, Marcus was never able to put his armor on or he never did. But this guy kind of like he's putting his suit on. And I don't know if he can put his like, I don't know if he can fight or whatever. But um, or Maybe if that was just kind of like a thing. Oh, or I guess I, 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 I'm OK. No, no, I I'm guess I'm thinking now that that's just the he is a knight and like he's he's bad yeah no okay i figured it out yeah he's he's just a knight and he just he put that on to pledges his life because yeah obviously when mm -hmm. you do that when you're a knight you you're in full armor um right so I, yeah i guess i just answered my own question there. yeah 
But yeah, this page in the aviary is fantastic stuff. Gorgeous colors from Natalia Marquez and uh, Mark Arena killing it on the artwork. We're truly blessed to have such good artists in the massive verse. And Mark Arena, we told him like this is this is a stunning page. Yeah. Make sure you read Rukshan issue ten just to see this page because it's fan oh perfect, it's fantastic. Um, I do um, want to say the art team's killing it, and also this kind of reminds me of issue ten when we're going into existence and they were walking that pathway that like awkward. Yes. Pathway. Yeah. It's not quite the same, but it's another realm as well. Yes. So this could almost be their existence in a way where secrets are kind of pushed. This is almost where like um, mm -hmm. Littlefinger and uh, and Varys yeah. or Varys there would be, <laughs> you know, pushing all the pieces yeah. and stuff like that. Very Game of Thronesy, and people are sending ravens. And I like this world. I like what this means for the world. Like we have the, uh, you know, the what does he call them? The bird nuns or whatever. They're not called that, but there's. I like this this piece of lore. This is a good world building issue. I know I've driven that term to the ground. I saw a tweet recently. It's like I hate the term world building. I'll try. I'll stop trying to say it but it does add a lot to this and i really like where this is going and this is really cool i like to see where this takes us yeah we had, we actually like it, it was it was a nice surprise here we get a couple pages in a row like you, you have to flip the book 90 degrees um and, and obviously like the massive book the massive verse has definitely like made me think this stuff but what would you guys like do you think it's possible like to get do you think we would ever get an issue or something like a full like this like a whole issue that takes place in this and it's kind of like all in here or like do you think this is going to be a consistent thing whenever they're in the aviary the book flips like this um yeah what do you guys all, all i know is all i know is i had a dream that in the future it would be really cool if like whether it's existence or some sort of like massive verse fuckery it would be so cool if they went into like an issue like existence where they got different artists of the Massiverse to do different pages when they went into different parts of existence. So like get, get, get able to do a like a rogue sun style page just the whole time they're in that like area, then get like Erica to do like Inferno girl red style, like apex futuristic style stuff. Hey, if you, you could, if you really want to be like, you could make it like, Kind of like Ray in Star Wars, where she goes into that thing and she sees like the destiny. You can make it like that, so it's like it's similar to like what happens in Supermassive, where they see like a vision or something, so they could be relative to their own experiences. But it would be really cool to do something that that could be like something really cool you could do. You could just do like a, a crazy book like that, where it's like the artwork's all mixed up and shit. Or you could do like all in one page. That would just be something really cool to see, or even just a pin up like. Uh, I don't want to give you guys too many ideas now, but yeah, it would be cool to get a pinup, a massive verse pinup, like for a year or two, where instead of having like one artist draw it, like you'd have one artist do the characters that they've co-created or they've worked on. So get French to do Dead Lucky, get like a jam piece, basically they did, but get them to do it for the massive verse. Dude, that would be so cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sorry, we're just dreaming here. This is what happens when you give us all these brilliant artists. We begin to begin to dream and, and wonder and. Damn all the good stuff for making us yeah win. i know right but uh yeah fantastic stuff here really gorgeous and that's where we get you know we're getting the exposition from caleb he's telling her who the raven queen is sometimes to help sometimes to harm mostly for obviously for her kingdom and herself and she knew his dad but uh uh you know she that's clearly, not a good thing yeah, she clearly didn't like him. And that's where we end with another gorgeous, gorgeous splash page of just the Raven Queen sitting on her throne, surrounded by her ravens. And just, it's just incredible. You have to see it to to, to feel it. To, to and she has the quill. It. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice the quill until. Just oh, like it's, 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 she has a like, use, she's using, like, using the force too to like, like you know what I mean? To like levitate it basically she's gonna write the meanest tweet in like different realm <laughs> twitter right now no but i do get the vibe this is kind of like this world's twitter also it's not just the sunstone and robots watching you the the birds apparently are, are listening and they have eyes and they can speak so watch out there uh the raven queen sweet design we saw it earlier this we get the you know the full design and it's pretty sweet and she does not look like someone that's uh, gonna get a kick out of uh, dylan that's my prediction Totally. Yeah. especially knowing presumably i guess um like she she's had a little bit of history with marcus so yeah i'm really curious to kind of know that past or kind of like the run-ins they've had i'm sure yeah mm. it's probably probably not pretty knowing marcus so yeah um, should be interesting for sure yeah what herculean task is is dylan going to 
be put through in the next issue so that Oof. you could either forge an alliance with the uh, Raven Queen or <laughs> or uh you know get them get himself an entirely new and, and dangerous enemy. I just picture him coming in like Neil Patrick Harris and Harold and Kumar too and just getting <laughs> like obliterated. But yeah, um I this is this is really interesting. I do th- wanna mention that um the time who's who's the time travel bo- uh guy that we had in the uh choose your own adventure? Either way, uh, uh, the would, clock, would, yeah. uh, not the clock. Oh my God, what's his name? He had the bird mask. I know, I know, right? I know, I know who you're talking about. Ornate, yeah. Ornate, yeah, ornate. Yeah. Like, could he be from here with the bird motif? Right, like we saw that the doorman had the the yeah. kind of bird thing. This is like right. an owl, so it could be tied to this world somehow. Was he trying to get oh. the? He had the. Uh, he had the bell, right? Was he not trying to get the quill himself or something like that? I don't. Actually, I don't know if his purpose. Maybe was it's tied time. Maybe it's time for a rogue son reread. Yeah, prob- and probably. We'll post our Easter eggs and everything. We're probably there's probably a few Easter eggs we've picked up on. We can pick up on and stuff. So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to earmark that. That I feel like there's definitely ties to here. I, th- I think he was looking for this this place, if I remember correctly. But either way, I feel like he's tied to it, even if he wasn't looking for it, because of the bird motif. I feel like that's too big a coincidence. And uh, maybe owls have their own kind of thing to play in this area. It's like doves and ravens and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And even the page before, like, like pointing that out, I love like the even diversity. Like, it shows all the different like like birds, like just different like colors, like different species from yeah. everywhere. Like, it shows just like like they're just birds from everywhere. Like, and I love that description. Like every bird like you ever see like has kind of been listening to you, and it delivers the messages here to this place. Yeah, and, uh, so it's the kinda, colors yeah, no, gorgeous, cool. like gorgeous yeah. oh colors. Gosh. Natalia killed that on this yeah. issue. The Court of Fowls is lit. I love it. Um, (laughs) No, but do you think ducks are allowed? (laughs) Do you think ducks are allowed to carry and listen? Are they excluded? Like, I don't see any ducks. If there was like a mallard that was listening to you when you go to feed it, like (laughs) you betrayed me. I fed you breadcrumbs, and you've like lied to me. Now you. I don't know. It, I love this. This is a really good dynamic. This issue, I feel like this is the most that's happened in an issue in a while because the hunter story with his father. We've been building that for three issues. Now there's a lot happening, and we've got a lot of different characters like Hellbent's going on here, but we've got the Raven Queen and stuff. So there's a lot of play here, 11 issues, and we've done a lot of uh, a lot of fleshing out of this world. I do want to add to, like, this is issue 10. Yeah, this is issue 10. And, and we've had such a great rogues gallery for Rogue Sun so far. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. So many cool villains from so Demonica many. all the way to Hellbent right now. Like, I wonder which one will be his, like, shift, for example. Yeah, his yeah. nemesis, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, I'd say I don't. I, I think like right now, Swav. like I, I don't know. I don't really haven't even yeah, seen that much Swav. of Swav. To, yeah, to me, I think like I don't know, and and we'll see where it goes with Hunter. But like just getting, I don't know if we've had this much spotlight on a on a villain itself, and just like seeing him develop and like just the personal kind of like hatred he has for Rogue Son and Dylan. I mm. I don't know. I I'm, I'm kind of leaning hellbent, but. I just uh, he's I, I think he's just my my personal favorite. Just got got a little bit of bias there. I feel like Marcus is his nemesis, right? He's bitching about his dad the whole time, right? Like he he, he can't move on past yeah, his dad, yeah. even with the stone gone. He's still got the daddy issues, right? So that's kind of been what's been lingering. But I do think like Hellbent's a good pick. Suave was the first, right? You never forget your first, but Suave is very. Um, but um, I think oh, I did forget. I forgot. You know, no, Suave and um, Hellbent. You know that's very personal it could be more like a powerplex thing from invincible where it's not like a large-scale thing it's just like a really personal yeah that's true issue that's true but yeah, yeah i feel like if they build on it hellbent could be his way because it's both like the dad issues and stuff like that except his dad is kind of like almost better to him and just like kind of like did that to help him where rogue son kind of like fucked off and probably could have been a better father and done better the things because it seemed like he didn't use his powers the best way so anyways yeah no, that's a good point it'll be interesting to see over the long run maybe like whether hellbent and 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 uh suave team up or anything because suave is already connected to hellbent in many ways indirectly i mean directly even so we'll see we'll see if if uh if that you know, alliance ever comes to fruition you know because we've seen obviously on the other end in, in, in radiant black and on in the dead lucky how uh, many alliances have been forged whether they were just in the heat of the battle or whether they were even behind the scenes and and you know more uh, long lasting the thing is I think we end this uh, this review and this episode today with a recommendation of if you're not reading Rogue Sun, what are you doing? I mean, honestly, check it out. Even if you're not reading Radiant Black, Dead Lucky, all the other Masterverse titles, I highly recommend reading Rogue Sun. If you're reading Rogue Sun, I highly recommend giving it to a friend to check out, you know, like tell them about it, all the good stuff. 
We still have that awesome trailer on YouTube, so share that around. And uh, yeah, just Rogue Sun is underrated, honestly. I feel like people are finally coming around to fully appreciating. I've seen a lot of people say like they've been enjoying like the last few issues of Rogue Sun a little bit more than Reading Black. And I, I told you guys, I think that has to do with pacing. Like you guys said, Rogue Sun, it's done so much in the, in the 10 issues that we've had so far. But Reading Black is, is, you could really tell it's setting up this long, like complex, uh, multifaceted like narrative and it's 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 gonna be a big payoff at least we still don't even know what that yeah. book is yet so <laughs> yeah we don't it's true we don't even know what that book is yet like I, I, I don't know man i can't even I, I have thoughts about like what he could do like i feel like one i don't know rain black's crazy pre-order rain black 24 check out rogue sun and is there anything else that we, we want to add to this one uh, uh Check out my uh, my Instagram, all that I thought on Instagram. I've been posting a lot more regularly. It's more poetry. If that's your bag, check that out. And uh, also, uh, go be a rogue son in someone's life. Do something good. I mean, don't don't be a rogue son in terms of being an actual rogue son. But, uh, but, <laughs> no, I'm a poet. I, I yeah, speak in yeah, metaphor. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Thank God. Yeah, be go, a Caleb go, go rogue son. Be a protector. Yeah, you know? yeah be a protector. Yeah. Exactly. And don't be a rogue son like like Spider-Man 2 rogue son where the whole city's fucked just because you're trying to show off what you can do with your... <laughs> no, no, no. Be, be, a, be, a light, be a light in the darkness. There we yeah, go. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Check out rogue son. And we'll see you next this. Uh, no, just just real quick, yeah. Next issue, gonna be a big one, and cover kind of switch up the colors a little bit. Uh, like this fucking the cover, it, I I think it's gonna be kind of a pretty emotional one for sure. Just kind of him, just like literally crouching in front of a grave. So uh, who knows what that's all about? Um, but yeah, I can't wait to talk about that one with you guys and dig through that. One hundred percent. Check out the issue. Those Luana Vecchio covers are incredible. Also, Paris Elaine uh canadian artists just fantastic artists that we're all doing the ratio for the for number 10 the one sorry number 11 the 120 really gorgeous issue almost in the style of those uh, super massive pinup uh images so if you're a fan check that out i know also, he's been a yep. special thanks to our patrons as well before we go all right uh, but yeah i know he's been at all the conventions in canada so if you want to get your copy signed you know there's a good chance you'll be able to and special yeah special shout out to the patrons Thank you for your patronage. If you want to you know, check out our Patreon, we do have a little bit of bonus content for our patrons, of course, and early reveals and stuff. And we're going to have some more cool stuff coming out very soon. There's actually lots of cool stuff coming out very soon. Um, but yeah, thank you to Noah. Thank you to Joe, Jay. And thank you to Patrick. As thanks always. for being the spirit in our sunstone. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for being the the, the bath bombs to our, uh, to our baths. <laughs> the yeah. radiant bath bombs, actually. But uh, yeah, thanks everyone. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time for Dead Lucky number six, which is the end of that arc. And we'll have a break because Supermassive. So the solicits that just came out, we only got No One, number three, and Supermassive 2023. No Radiant Black, no Dead Lucky, no Rogue Sun for that month because of Supermassive. We'll give us some time to catch up and we'll have we'll have special episodes planned for that month because of the, uh, the hi hiatus. Stay radiant. <laughs>